0: Pro Studios. Welcome back. Thank you for joining this week's episode of Luxe Insider with me, your host Anita Khatri. We have a new guest on today's episode. But before I introduce him, here is a roundup on the latest in the world of luxury. Last week, saw another interesting collaboration in the world of NFTs. Barbie, Balma, and blockchain. What do you think? The collaboration brings together both a digital and physical collection. Among the tangible pieces of the collection are 50 ready-to-wear pieces and accessories. Balma's exaggerated aesthetic looks phenomenal on Barbie with oodles of pink. The NFTs, on the other hand, will feature three one-of-kind Barbie and Ken avatars. Bidding for the Balma Barbie NFTs began on Tuesday, January 11th on the Metal Creations website. The ready-to-wear and accessories collection will be available from today, January 13th, at Balma stores and online. Continuing the trend of collaborations founded by rapper Kanye West, Now known as Yee West, his brand Yeezy brings Balenciaga to the masses by way of a new collection designed for American mall retailer Gap. It's all about targeting the young customer, isn't it? Yeezy Gap, engineered by Balenciaga, announced on Friday, is expected to drop its first pieces in June. Stay tuned. Now, moving on to our guest this week. I'm joined by a dear friend, Oliver Bernheim, the president of luxury Swiss watch brand Raymond Wheel. I'm sure many of the listeners would either own a Raymond Wheel watch or have heard about this brand. I first met Oliver in 1998 during the first years of my travels to the watch exhibitions. I was also fortunate to meet Mr. Raymond Wheel himself, the founder of the brand. For me, meeting the brand owner at that time when I had just entered the world of watches was nothing less exciting than meeting Amitabh Bachchan. What I'm trying to say is that I was super excited to meet the man that had created the brand itself. I presume that an interaction with him would help me learn and understand about the world of watches. Little did I know that I would meet many such owners responsible for creation of a global brand. Let's say I was so raw and young. Not that I'm old, but surely matured. In fact, this is the only brand that I have been able to observe move smoothly into its third generation. What I mean is that Mr. Wheel to Oliver and now with Oliver's son, Ellie Bernine. Oliver is a very good listener and when I met him, I was surprised to discover Oliver's love for India. If you met him for the first time, you would not guess the knowledge he has about our country. For those of my listeners who were hearing about the brand for the first time, let me quickly tell you about Raymond Weil. In 1976, the Swiss watch industry was facing a crisis with the popularity of quartz watches. It was then where Mr. Raymond Weil decided to start his own company to bring luxury Swiss watchmaking within the reach of a wider public and turn his vision of what Swiss watchmaking should be into mechanical timepieces that would bring a new dimension to this industry. A few years after the creation of Raymond Weil and at the request of his father-in-law, Mr. Raymond Weil, Oliver Bernheim joined the watch company in 1982. His dynamism and visionary entrepreneurial spirit contributed to Raymond Wheel's impact on the watchmaking world. Without wasting any more time, let's welcome Oliver and hear straight from him. Oliver, thank you. Can you tell our listeners, what does Raymond wheel stand for?
1: Yes, good afternoon. Uh, uh, Raymond Weil stand since 1976 under the vision of my father-in-law, as you said, Mr. Runwell himself, as affordable luxury watches. It became an iconic name in the watch industry. And Mr. Well was able to sell his company immediately around the world because of, I would say, three key elements, price, quality, and most important, design.
0: And when it comes to India, what has Raymond Weil's journey in India been like?
1: Mr. Weil always uh, was passionate about India. I myself became passionate about India and came first in India in 1978 for my honeymoon trip with my wife. And my father-in-law was, from previous job very knowledgeable about India and had a very dear friend at that time, Mr. M.P. Goel. So Ravenwell first came into India in 1978. At that time, it was quite harsh and difficult to get into the Indian market. But because of the help of his friend, Mr. Goel, the brand was somehow known very quickly on the market because it was the only affordable luxury quality watch that was important. When I say important, it's interesting to mention that it couldn't be important as full watches. It had to be imported as CKD. And today, all the names, all the big names, the big uh, shots in India, the, the key retailers have started, I would say, and I can say their fame. They've started their business because they were doing Raven Whale. So Raven somehow is at the very origin. Of luxury suites watches being in India, Rennwell is anchored in India.
0: Totally agree with you because until early 2000, the taxation didn't allow us to import the watches which were valued above rupees uh, 35,000 rupees. So uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, it was difficult, and I I re- clearly remember that. Um, uh, Goyal family uh, was passionate, also equally passionate about Raymond Wheel in those days, until of course the things changed slowly and steadily in 2000 onwards. Till date, Raymond Wheel has remained an independent brand. How have you managed to have this independence in spite of the major groups taking over different brands in the Swiss watch industry? I think
1: it's a uh the most interesting part in my job. It's probably today the most important and interesting part of my son, Eli, job. I mean, keeping on as an independent brand is a daily challenge. It's something that you you dare to succeed with. You, you wouldn't fail. So, I mean, every day, every morning when we wake up, we have to remain what's the DNA of the brand. The DNA of the brand is friendly, contact, knowledgeable, close to the market, very um, listening to customers. I mean, none of us believe it can work without the information, without a close contact with the network. It's, it's a mentality. To remain independent, you need somehow to be to be born in a family where it's part of the DNA. So it's a challenge, but that makes us so different to the others. And I'm sure a lot of end consumers, whenever they buy Whale or whenever they got recommended to Whale, they understand how much inheritance I have inherited from my father-in-law. My son has inherited from him but also from me. And there is a continuity. There is a continuity in in the knowledge how to manufacture, how to design, and what does an end consumer expect. We are not trying to reinvent the world because we are just a new manager uh, being uh, uh, pushed at the head of the company. No, we try to keep on. It's like a wave. It's like a a permanent uh, vision we, we're always trying to be visionary for the future.
0: Very well explained, uh, Oliver. During this process, there would have been several learnings that you must have encountered in continuing to remain independent. Can you just share with us one or two learnings which are most, most important ones?
1: Probably four words. Care, dedicate, stability, and continuity. That's what we have to keep in mind at all time, because that's how people perceive us. That's how people identify themselves to Way. That's why they understand that only a family that has inherited of so much watched knowledge can be able today to produce and offer to the market such a high quality watch at an affordable price. Remember that three-fourths of our employees are just dedicated when production, when one talks about production, to quality control. There is no probably better quality than our quality at Raymond Whale, but we managed to sell it at an affordable price.
0: I remember uh, last when I met you in September, we were discussing about uh, pandemic and how pandemic has impacted uh, the world of watches and you mentioned to me that Raymond wheel and some of the other brands have done very well in spite of the pandemic can you elaborate how has pandemic impacted and how has Raymond wheel survived or sailed through this pandemic?
1: I must say, Anita, you remember quite well what I did say to you, but there is one, one element that uh, I have somehow to adjust. Everyone, Remwell being part of, has been extremely, extremely hit from, I would say, March 2020 up to probably something like October two tw- uh, 2020. There, is, there was no way one could have avoided the, the, the pandemia. Store were closed. There was no contact. There was no um, customer coming into the stores. But this has pushed us, pushed us at Ramonwell to try and figure out what the future could be. What would be the key uh, elements that we have to keep from the past? And what are the new that we have to add in our way of working, way of thinking, way of managing the company. And my son has done a tremendous job in refreshing, I would say, the company. The company that you would look at today is nearly totally different to the one in the past. 2021, I must say, is an incredible year. And is due to all the efforts, everything, and, and, and the fact that we have kept confidence that the world will come back into a positive trend again. So, bad or good? our Pandemia has been terrible. There are so many deaths toll in the world, but somehow pushed us to reorganize, restructure, and be certainly better than ever before the pandemic and
0: how has india been so far
1: india we have you know that we have one very very strong partner in india ethos and 2021 equally to what i said before for the for the world of overall has been an excellent year in india yes
0: that's that's great to hear do you do you think the communication and marketing platform also changed in recent times due to pandemic?
1: Yes, yes, very much. Very much. Uh, the pandemic ended a cyclist. Today, our marketing investments are somehow 75 to 80% on digital and only 20% on traditional channels. This allows us to act with more spontaneity and to be in the present moment. With social media channels, our community is informed of our launches in life and they certainly can react directly to it. We also receive the reaction of our customers almost straight away about product, partnerships, etc. It's a big change. It's it's a completely different way of uh, talking to the end consumers. And that's how you reach the youth that's how one can reach the customer for the future
0: certainly the brand has come closer to the customer for sure
1: Um, thank you for having that feeling at least we we have succeeded with you (laughs) we hope we succeeded with all
0: no 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 of course you succeed you know that you know that let our listeners hear from you, straight from you, what is the connect between uh, Raymond Weil and music? I mean,
1: when I came into the company in 1983, there, w- there was no such sponsoring, donation and so on. And I said to my father-in-law, we need to give names to our watches." I was not fan of soccer, I was not fan of boxing, I was not fan of rugby, I was not but my wife is a professional pianist. So I got the idea that we should go into the music. That's something that was my passion. It was my wife's job. And we were going to operas and concerts absolutely every time. And once one day we went to Paris with my mother-in-law and listened to um, a theater piece called Amadeus about the life of Mozart. We didn't know there would be a movie called Amadeus. And we decided we would nickname our first watch with the musical name Amadeus. And, and only afterwards, we discover that there was a, a, a film by Milos Forman. And when he contacted us to do a joint launch around the world, it was Absolutely unique. But believe me, 1983, a royal premiere in London with Lady Di and Prince Charles, and the round-the-world joint uh, lounge, there was no cost. It was just a shake hand. That's how sponsorship started in the watch industry, And I think we, we anchored this in the market prior to everybody else.
0: Now, coming to talk about watches, Uh, let's, uh, you know, we we know the Beatles watch. What an achievement. Can you tell our audience, our listeners more about this Beatles watch?
1: No, no, of course. Uh, We are very proud of this partnership with the most rock band of the world. Our collaboration with them, with the Beatles, began in 2016. And we recently launched our fourth, believe me, our fourth Beatles collaboration, the Maestro Skeleton Let It Be edition. It's for the first time that one of our Maestro models came equipped with a skeleton movement. Uh, it's a self-winding watch. It's a self-winding timepiece with 38 hours power hour reserve, and it's created in. Celebration of the UK and the legendary brand. It's also interesting, because if you remember what we said before, Ramewell came into India in 1978. At that time, it was purely quartz. And I would even say before the pandemic, it was still the majority was quartz. Today, the vast majority of what we produce, even for women, is automatic. Self-winding. So that kind of partnership that we develop with the the Beatles is precious and is key for Roman Whale to associate itself and be different to the others. It shows common goals like innovation, passion, creativity, and reinforces the notion of heritage, which is important for any family-owned brand, family-owned company. Believe me or not, we were not aware, but the Beatles have just released a new documentary called Get Back About The Backstage. It's on their last album, and it's also on Disney Plus platform. It has a huge success these weeks and a very large audience. It shows more than ever the importance for us to focus on transgenerational models. That's, that's how we believe the market uh, expect us to be better than the others, to be different to the others. And when I was talking about continuity, you know that music has always been my dream for Runway and Elina, my son does it wonderfully and continues with the same spirit. And we have an immense project for next year, which is again going to be on music. And again, it's a partnership which originated and will originate if it's signed from the, the group, from the musician, not us going to them.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Oliver, for explaining it. We see a trend on unisex watches. What are your plans for this?
1: Uh, You know, life is a sort of cyclist. It goes, it comes, it goes, it comes back and so on. When I started in the business in 1982, 83, unisex watches were very fashionable. Italian, Italian men were wearing unisex watches. And I remember that Spanish ladies, and I remember I was going, I'm going back to 1983, 19, probably 1983 to the 90s, Spanish ladies were wearing unisex watches. So the same watch, we were selling the same watch in Italy to a man that we were selling in Spain to a woman. So we have done it in the past. And understanding from our end consumer through social media and so on, that there is a a request. It's on our drawing board for next year development. I mean, we have already received prototypes. Because we listen to our community and we know that today women want to have big models on their wrist. They actually like to wear their husband watch and vice versa. For men, the trend is now also on lower case size. I think it expands by far too much. And this is a good opportunity to make watchmaking sound fun too and to open it to a younger generation. Again, we try to be a trendsetter. And again, we're trying to be very early on the market with our
0: newnesses. Fantastic. We look forward to seeing these pieces this year. Are there any do's and don'ts that you can share with our listeners that will help improve the longevity of their timepieces?
1: Oh yes, I mean uh, I mean it's like anything. I mean if if you want to keep your your shoes you should put wax if you should want to keep your your car you have to bring it to the service. I mean a watch is something that you need to care about and you need to 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 be very very careful about it and you need to get it service in a well service center. From time to time, depending on the watch, I would say from between three to four years, every two, three to four years, you need to get your watch serviced and polished and so on. So it can last, I guess.
0: So talking about servicing, servicing is a good amount of money, which we experience that, you know, customers generally hesitate and they don't really service the watch until there's something wrong with the watch. Are you suggesting that the servicing of the watch should be a maintenance factor that every 3 to 4 years the watch should be serviced
1: as far as uh, um self winding watch and automatic watch is concerned i would recommend it yes of course
0: Can you share with our listeners which fashion brands do you love to team with your Raymond Weil timepieces
1: We don't like to team with any fashion brand because Raymond Weil is not fashion I talk about longevity, I talk about history, I talk about continuity. Raymond Weil is all about uh, quality, craftsmanship. Uh, it's not fashion. Raymond Weil is not fashion. If Raymond Weil would be fashionable, Raymond Weil wouldn't be a family-owned business, which is now run by the third generation.
0: So you're you saying that when you wear a Raymond Wheel watch... You can wear any other watch or any other fashion brand, but your Raymond Wheel is not fashion. So you can just pair your Raymond Wheel watch with any brand that you're wearing in in fashion.
1: Yes, because because my Raymond Wheel watch is a timepiece. It's a unique timepiece. It has a unique design. It has a unique quality. There is, uh, yeah, of course.
0: What inspires you beyond watchmaking? Is there anything that you are passionate other than watchmaking?
1: I'm passionate about my family. I'm passionate about my grandchildren. And I'm passionate about music. I'm passionate about traveling. And I'm passionate about skiing and horseback riding. That's keep my life (laughs) full. (laughs) There is not enough time in a day (laughs) just to do everything I wish to do.
0: Who's your inspiration or what inspires you?
1: What inspires me? I think... I would raise the question, where do I get my inspiration? I get my inspiration whenever I'm on my horse, whenever I ski or whenever I have a total freedom just to look at nature. That's when I get the most of my thinking done.
0: And which is your favorite Raymond Wheel (laughs) timepiece?
1: That's that's the most difficult question. It's always the, the latest newness. Because every year... I mean for the last I started in, I started 40 years ago and I try to wear every year a new one. And the one I wear is the one that I've from so many years developed myself or be behind the development today. It's what my son is developing. So I'm I'm going on with with the our trend. And I'm always so passionate about the newness. So I'm changing my watch every year. Uh, But uh, there is one that I love very much and I keep always for doing sport is a Nabucco. Otherwise, I go into freelancer skeleton watches. I think skeleton is where Raymond Whale today can show the most its quality, its craftsmanship, how much it's dedicated to, to, to creativity. And when you see a skeleton watch, you you sort of breeze with your watch, you sort of just admire it every day. It's it's a timepiece. It's unique and at an affordable price again and again. I wouldn't stop repeating it.
0: Yes, indeed. You can actually see the heartbeat. So, for sure. And is there any luxury item that you aspire to own this year? I will, ah, ah.
1: I think it's years after years, always the same, a private jet. And you know why? Because I'm so impatient. I was born impatient. I'm impatient. <laughs> and I hate waiting. So that's my dream. And my dream comes through somehow because one of my sons is a professional pilot and does a lot of uh, flying and, and I often fly with him. But I, I would love to have one totally private to me, not his.
0: I'm sure that you will get there, Oliver.
1: And thank you. Anita, for raising those excellent questions.
0: Most welcome. Our pleasure. Thank you for your time. And that was Oliver Bernheim. With that, it's a wrap on this week's episode. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast if you have not already. I'll be back next week with a new episode and a new guest. Until then, stay safe.